views and opinions expressed are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy of anyone mentioned. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are only their opinion and are not intended to flipping malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. Did you get that, or should I repeat it? Hi, this is Sky Brooks. Just a quick note into the intro on this next episode with Jenny and Kath. We do try to stay on topic, but in these times it is difficult. We will visit a few topics of the day. However, we will mention about irreducible complexity and a few other things. We'll see you in just a few. Yay! Hi, this episode is brought to you by me, of course, Sky, Jenny, and Cass. We're all here today. How did your week go? Yes, of course, Sky. I had a good week. I was able to get out a few times. Not everything is as locked down as the press implies. Most are just a group of irrational and absurd people, and as far as them, I only believe half of what I see and hear very little of what they say. Well, that's just great. I'm glad you both had a great week. I did too. As if you didn't already know, I just wanted to tell you this experience, couple of experiences that I've had. I sometimes go to Subway, and I went to Subway this week there to get a quick lunch and hadn't been there for a while. Their setup is that you can either call in online or you can order from the counter now, but you still have to watch your distance, and that's not really a problem. I get that, but eating in isn't allowed. They will bring your sandwich or your meal out to your car after your order, and I can understand that. So they made me this milk combo lunch. I believe her name was Savannah, like Savannah, Georgia. She could be from Georgia, I don't know. Talks to her customers, just a great person, very nice. As I was ordering, I believe it was Nick. He always answers everyone, sir this, sir that, I don't know. Maybe he has a military background. And he said, I listened to your podcast the other day. And I said, whoa, whoa, really? <laughs> yes, he said, it was great. And I'm hooked. I was really taken back because you really don't get much feedback on these. It's great. People like that do a great job of customer service, and I don't believe folks in the service industry are shown the appreciation they deserve at times, like they don't now. They're very important. They're essential. They are essential. On another topic, I'm taking an, an online class. It's called on Signature in the Cell with Stephen Myers at Discovery U. It's a great online class, very personable, and you take it at your own speed. I've taken online classes before, and there's been like 15 others online with you at the same time. It's not very personable and it's very expensive. I've taken classes just for a week before and it is pretty expensive, at least for the ones I've had to take. They're really reasonable. It's great. I enjoy it. But then again, it makes for a full day. I've read that book several times, but to learn it and to understand it, you have to repeat it and repeat it so that it sinks in. For example, how many times have you read a how-to-do book and you think, yeah, I get it, but then you have to go back and read it before it makes any change in your life or that you really see what's going on there. There are only several ways to make things really stick in your mind, but that's for another time. There is a trick to it. So as I said, I had a great week. And again, and again, this is really the reason why these podcasts are even presented. I'm a huge believer in education, learning new things, 
reading, reading a book. Reading a book does so much more for the mind than you can ever imagine. When was the last time you opened a real book, turned the pages and read it? I've got several on order and I'm still waiting right now because, you know, things are a bit slow. But if you spent one hour a day, that would be about one hour taking away from maybe a TV show or as they say, the average person spends about five hours a day watching TV and maybe even more right now. And if you spent that one hour reading a book or learning something new, a new skill, imagine the possibilities and the creativity. If you build it, if you read it, it will come. It will come. Believe me, we've also got a website dedicated to education, id-discovery.net. Now, discovery is not with an I, it's an E, it was... <laughs> When it was built, it was misspelled instead of an I it with an E, so it's D-E-S. <laughs> but hey, people make mistakes all the time. No worries, no problems here. And what's cool about the host is that it's French. So I get uh, messages in French, and I'm, I kind of understand what they're saying, but i like, okay. And it, it's, it has three different languages, and you have to pick French, English, or Spanish, so it, it's kind of fun. That all sounds great, Sky. You are getting back into your old habits again, and I bet you're not getting much sleep. But that is great. You're taking an online class. How do you fit that in, with all that you do? I did take a look at that as well. It's like a person-to-person -person lecture. You can pause it, if you have to, and there is a little quiz at the end of each lecture. It's really no problem, no pressure. And actually there isn't a subway around here, however I can point you to a brilliant fish and chips place, and a nice pint, for settling in for the evening, the next time you're in town, but a nice melt combo, sounds just great for a timely break. And as they say hats off to Savannah, and Nick. Jenny, you are so much more easygoing than me. Sure, I can go to some places, but I'm getting flippin' tired of politicians telling me where, and what I can do when. Give me a break. And I don't mean a Kit Kat bar. I watched a clip of a lady getting arrested and handcuffed, right in front of her child, for taking her to the park. Are you flippin' kidding me? That just isn't right, you can't tell me that the data isn't in, really. I work with data collection, and modeling all the time, and I can tell you they are stalling. For some reason as I see it, the rest of the country is so different. It's not all like New York, thank goodness for that. Yeah. They are practically living on top of each other. Sorry, it's just on the forefront of my mind. I'm not that stupid, and I don't believe others are either. I thought I would mention, while I've got the floor, I also caught that interview on South Dakota's governor, Christy Noem. She was awesome. No New York lockdown on that state. Not that they're immune from this virus, but truckers are rolling, restaurants open, and all the rest for the most part. People are wiser than what most politicians give them credit for. She also mentioned the people of South Dakota are doing the all right things, protecting themselves and others, and its results are showing. All Governor Noem was getting was flack for not doing what New York was doing. Who cares? She remarked, no. We're not New York, and don't want to be. Fantastic, there are nine states, noted, not on a lockdown like that. Interesting, enough, 
though they may have some COVID-19 patients, but they're also using hydroxychloroquine. Most business are still in some type of operational mode. Packing houses, though, have been running into some problems, but hey, they feed a nation. Now just as you said Sky, in an earlier episode, I believe it will burn out as well, on a press brief it was said, the good old sun and warmer temperatures will mostly take care of it. Go figure, right in front of our faces. You're spot on Cass, I heard the same thing just the other day. It appears you are safer outdoors on a sunny day than hiding out in your flat, and again, we have so-called politicians saying, don't worry, we will protect you. Wear your face masks as you're outside, really? Fear is all they are now preaching. The numbers aren't showing the comparisons at all. Just to let you know some of my friends have already booked hotels near the beach, you're not going to keep people in, period. Cass, even in Sweden, as reported, they don't have a lockdown either, and are not in an economic lockdown either, as most places currently are and Sweden is doing better than most any other European country, they are letting the people take the responsibility, and they're doing it on their own. What kind of message is that sending? Do you think this all was necessary? There is a case, to be made on that one, and has it just become a political power grab, to keep people subject to the powers that be? I'm telling you I can see that folks are getting upset. Looks like they have had just about enough of this type of control. You know Cass, I don't like it either. Okay, you guys, now that you've gotten all that out, I think we better move on and get back on track on this discovery. The journey to discovery, that's what it's about. And we can step back a bit. And I know that we've mentioned this before and talked about this, but I think it's worth repeating the term irreducible complexity. This is a term that was coined by Michael Behe. Michael Behe is an American biochemist, author, and advocate of the principle of intelligent design and wrote the books Darwin's Black Box and Darwin Devolves. In these, he clearly goes over what irreducible complexity is, and it's quite clear how it disrupts Darwinian thought. What is irreducible complexity? I knew you would ask. It has to do with highly intricate molecular machines that's within the cell. The cell can be defined as a collection of miniature machines within protein machines. In his book, Darwin's Black Box, which is central to his argument, the idea of irreducible complexity refers to a functional system that if it contains a multi-part subsystem of two or more parts that are irrelated, that cannot be simplified without destroying the system's basic function. That does sound like... I thought you said, or what did he really mean? What he is referring to is an organism or molecular machine with its several parts, like, for example, a watch. There are parts that are indispensable to its basic function, like the spring, the face, the hour hand, but there are many other parts of the watch that are dispensable. For instance, the metal case for the chain, because they do not stop the basic function. It continues to remain. I think the best example is just a simple mousetrap. You know, everybody's trying to build a better mousetrap. But let's take a look at a mousetrap. It's a very simple device. Its purpose is to catch those furry little critters. But it does do more than just catch, you know. But anyway, if you take away any part of that mousetrap, the spring, the hammer, the base, or the latch, 
it becomes non-functional because non-functional due to they all, the parts have to be there. And the parts have to be there simultaneously in order for it to work. Just as an organism, there are parts within the cell, protein machines that all have to be there and their components just the same time they cannot evolve or mutate by some natural selection. There's no way to tell the future of the cell by itself or an organism which needs certain parts at a certain time to function. Now, that might sound a bit quite confusing or complex. That's because it is. Complexity is something that Darwin had no answer for. Again, in his book, Origin of Species, its purpose was never discussed or the purpose of origin. Things he hadn't or had no capability of explaining or attempting to do so at the time. But anyway, it's kind of taken a life of its own and it's evolved into something that even he couldn't have imagined that has happened today. And you know, the internet is a marvelous tool, but that's what it is to me, just a tool. And I can quickly go to the State Board of Education online because they offer reference materials for students and high school students online. So I'm in a book and I'm currently looking at a book called Biology Science Standards. It's currently for senior high school students. And by chance, this one is from the Utah State Board of Education. I can go online and pick any state I want and find out what they're teaching my children or even your children. Chapter 5 of this book focuses on, on evolution. You know, they always explain the survival or the survival of the species, but they never tell you the arrival. It goes through forces of evolution, factors of evolution, mutation, gene flow, genetic drift, and natural selection. And I'm sure these are taught in many other schools. Quote, natural selection occurs when there are differences in the fitness among members of the population. As a result, some individuals pass more genes to the next generation. Interesting. And that's very all convincing. They do make a strong case, but there are many gaps that aren't mentioned. And how they solve the problems by just saying, it just happens. Example, like how early vertebrates evolved and they just finally made the transition from land to water or water to land. And not to go over this too much, but they want you to think like an evolutionary biologist. For example, if you discover a new species and you discover that it has wings similar to a bat and you look at the DNA and find it similar to that of a rodent, how would you classify this new animal? You know, there are only so many possibilities that can happen to make an organism function and function properly. And yes, they may be similar in some ways and actually even in structure, but that doesn't mean they evolved from one to another. Just as people react to certain situations, there's only so many possibilities that a person can react to any given situation. Functionality, that would be about the same. So. Sky, good luck on your online class at Discover You. I know you'll benefit a great deal from it. I'll take another gander at it and see if I can fit that into my schedule. It does look pretty enticing. And I'm looking forward going over Darwin's Dilemma, another book written by Stephen Myers. I'll just have to catch up on that one with Kindle. As I've watched his lectures and interviews, he seems like a good chap. Would have liked to meet him. Don't know what I would say, even if I did, probably, say hello, 
good to meet you, or just freeze up. So hopefully we won't drift so much the next time, and spend our time a little bit more wisely, I promise. Cheers. Sky, that would be it for me on this. Jenny you are so correct. Get with you later, and I as well would enjoy going over Darwin's dilemma, and I believe it is time for the sun to shine. I am certainly ready for it. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. I did get an email from the TCM group in China. That was an episode that we did a bit ago in the middle of March about how traditional Chinese medicine is handling the Wuhan pandemic. And I was a bit disappointed because though they asked me how we were all doing and I said we're doing great, they did offer three different types of herbal teas and they said they were very successful and that the people are going back to work. Well, I'm not too sure about that. However, the disappointing part was that they wanted to sell me their herbal tea for $100 and gave me websites to even post it on their account. I read that and replied saying, no way, would I blindly pay $100 for tea? I could buy all the tea in China for $100. I would just, maybe I would just get a tea bag for $100. They didn't mention the quantity or anything about the side effects or much description. And herbal teas can create some side effects. So you would have to be aware of what you're taking into your body. And this is coming from Wuhan, China? Didn't sound the best. Can you imagine getting that through customs coming from that area of the world? So I just closed my email saying, trust is hard to come by and you can lose it in a second. So just having a quick follow-up on that, it will be interesting if they even reply back now that I've turned them down. But I did it in a nice way, I thought. I said, no offense taken, no offense given. Well, I certainly do appreciate both of you and your contributions, and I know both of you have very busy schedules. Just don't get too tied up too much with the fake news. Watch some positive videos and replace those depressing moments with known happy moments. Moments that made you feel good. And as we wrap this up, I know the sun will shine. And people will feel so much better when they get out and get back to work. Americans work very hard. Harder than any other people in the world. Do you think I'm biased on that? Certainly. Have a good one. See y'all.